What's hot in the strip clubs? Your hosts, the 2016 and 2017 recipients of the Exotic Dancer Publications DJ of the Year Award, Danny Myers and Alan Fong. Welcome to Behind the Curtain, a What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network. I'm your host, Elon Fong, and we are on Behind the Curtain, as I mentioned. It's a show that we're trying to uh, show non-strip club listeners what a legitimate business is that the strip club industry is and the unique personalities we have in and around it. So today I have a fantastic DJ uh, as a guest today. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Uh, we are proud to have DJ Mighty Mike Adachi on the show. This guy has done everything you can possibly imagine in the DJ industry. He started off in Hawaii. So, hey, life is damn good because he started in Hawaii, right? He was the resident DJ at Zanzibar. Uh, he was the music consultant and head DJ for Cirque du Soleil Level 4, the musical director for the Sheraton Waikiki, uh, he's DJed at Cheetah in Atlanta, Red Rock Casinos in Las Vegas, private events in Las Vegas. He is a Billboard uh, remixer, an award-winning remixer, in fact. He's done remixes for Ariana Grande, The Weeknd, Taylor Swift, uh, Demi Lovato. In fact, his uh, remix of Demi Lovato's Give, a Heart, Give Your Heart a Break was the last number one Billboard record for Hollywood Records. And he's also a broadcast engineer for ESPN Cleveland. So he's very expansive in his career as well. So Without further ado, I am very proud to welcome to the show, Mr. DJ Mike D. Welcome. You know, you say it like that, and then all of a sudden, I, I it seems like I'm actually some of someone of importance. <laughs> <laughs> Done a lot of shit, man. Uh, before we get to the interview, I want to share with how I met you. So uh, DJ Mike D has been a remixer for a long time, and how I found out about him was uh, the song Motivation by Kelly Rowland was really <laughs> popular about, what, 15 years ago? And... The original track just didn't have enough BPMs or energy for me to play, and girls wanted it so bad. And finally, someone I saw somewhere, the DJ Mike D remix. I'm like, what is this? Let me listen to it. And sadly, back then, I was not a tech guy, so I was way behind. I didn't realize, being a strip club DJ, that there were these record pools and uh, DJ services that would get you remixes. So I found stuff just by buying CDs and uh, imports at uh, like Tower Records or at, uh, oh God, what's the one, uh, the rich guy? Sam Goody. No, he owns the airline too. Uh, Virgin oh. Records. We had a Virgin Records in Columbus and stuff like that. So I couldn't get this this mix, which really frustrated me because I loved it. I heard it. I didn't know how to rip it yet. Hell, I was the last guy in the strip clubs to use CDs probably. I didn't switch over to MP3s till 2014. It just goes to, proves to show you that it's not the platform. It's your curation and song choice. So I still had good songs. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Mike's making faces at me because I was so <laughs> slow to change. Anyways. Um, so I heard about Mike D and I was amazed. I loved his remixes, could never get them. Fast forward a couple of years, I'm involved with Panda, the Professional Adult Night Nightclub DJ Association, and I'm on the board of directors. And I'm like, I'm gonna track down this DJ Mike D guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get his remixes for everybody because strip club DJs love DJ Mike D. He takes slow ballads or hip hop songs you can't normally play, puts a great beat behind it, and you can play it anywhere, right? So Facebook, boom, find DJ Mike D, look him up. I reach out, and to my shock, I was on vacation in Hawaii. He responded within a day. <laughs> so we started up a conversation and a friendship, and he eventually shared uh, a big part of his library with the Panda DJs and and through me and him, which was awesome. So And I've gotten to know you much better as you moved to Cleveland, Ohio in recent years. So that's how I met DJ Mike D. Uh, let's talk to you about some stuff. So you're in Cleveland, Ohio now. You're, yeah, uh, yeah. I understand you started your career, your first gig at 17. Was it a strip club? So you're a panda. Yeah, You know, 
it was one of those um it, it was it was what was the name of it? I think it was not it wasn't what was it called Wild Horse, I think. It was a hole in the wall and they were like, Hey, do you wanna work here? And I tried it out for I think maybe two days and I was like, I'm not chasing these girls around to get them on stage and I was out. Like that full disclosure, I like I can't I could not handle that aspect of your guys' job. Just no, I'm not trying to chase them around or deal with the drama or why aren't you on stage and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I I I had no idea that was a part of the job. And that was back in 2000, like 99, 2000. Okay. So that's called, we call that herding cats is what we call it. And uh, <laughs> for non-strip club industry people, what he's talking about is it is notoriously difficult to get your dancers, entertainers to, to stage on time. They either want to sell dances, they're drunk, they don't want to go to stage or make money somewhere else. And so you're constantly chasing them down to try and get them to stage. So, And for whatever reason, it's the DJ's fault. Right. That's the part I didn't understand. Like, if 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 it was like, okay, well, I'm like the manager is gonna go yell at them. That's cool, but it was like, why are they coming out? I don't know, you know. <laughs> so for again for non strip club people, uh, at the end of the day, the girls are the reason people come in the club. So yep. it's never gonna be their fault. We want to keep them happy, and it's gonna be blamed on the DJ. That's just the way it goes. All right. So you've told me things like DJing saved my life. Talk a little bit about how you got into becoming a DJ. So, oh, well, I mean, if we're going to get into how I became a DJ, um, it's actually through martial arts, believe it or not. So we, um, I took martial arts all as a kid and one of the, I was in jujitsu for like 10 years or something. And uh, we, uh, you know, the adults decided, not we, I was still a kid. The adults decided <laughs> they wanted fun, they wanted to fundraise. Um, I grew up in, in like Nanakuli, Hawaii, which is like the west side of Oahu, which is the side they tell tourists never to go to. And <laughs> You know, it's 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 real country. It's a bit rough. You know what I mean. So you sure. know, it's 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 not really for the people that talk like they have to come out there and say, "What's going on with all you natives?" Like <laughs> Good way so, to get your ass kicked in Hawaii. Don't do it, people. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. We we need to circle back to that actually too. Okay. Um. <laughs> so they wanted to fundraise, and uh, long story short, uh, we started throwing dances at the gym. And when I say it was like a community gym. It was like one of those where there's like eight basketball courts indoors, double, you know, one of those huge, huge gymnasiums. And like, you know, I swear, like half that side of the island came out. There was nights where I swear we had like 4,000 people show up That's to this awesome. And, awesome. you know, like, but, you know, we we're fundraising to go, uh, you know, to go to the finals in the mainland for, uh, okay. you know, tournaments. Uh, long story. Sorry, I'm rambling. Long story short, the um, DJ, one of the DJ companies hire, we hired was like, hey, do you want to come work for us? I was just like helping them load stuff in. Sure. So I started working with them. And then from that, I, you know, I had no idea how to DJ. Uh, it was a <laughs> company called Mystical Sounds. And okay. um, yeah, we just started. All right. That's how I first got into it. And I saw that I really loved it. And back then it was still, you know, 90% records and CDs. No, it wasn't even 90%. It was all records, still records and CDs. Sure. And did video mixing which sometimes they would do they would use betamax tapes you know, <laughs> like because there was no dvd uh like there was no dvd dj players back then and betamax sure. had, had pitch control on it and uh you couldn't use vhs because vhs was slow right. keep in mind like i'm like 15 when all this is going wow. on so i don't know you know what i mean that's um crazy. like this is just what i this is just what i remember so that's how i got into it and then due to you know, certain issues at home. I was out of the house right after graduation. Okay. And, um, yeah, uh, I was essentially home. I, like, I stayed at a couple friends' houses for a while. I, um, I did full on, I took care of this lady's, like, 
like net $8,000 a month business for a room for rent doing landscaping. And let me tell you, let me tell you, like anytime a DJ complains, I just, I shut up because it's like, I did like, like full on landscaping in Hawaii where centipede, you know, centipedes are like a good, you know, eight, nine, 12 inches long. Yeah, they're big. You guys want to Google something scary? Google Hawaiian centipede. (laughs) I would, I would, I would come across. You know, I was climbing coconut trees, trimming them and shit for a room. You know, for a room. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it was kind of like, anyway. So So DJing changed your life. It saved your life. You could say. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm ranting, but yeah, it, it did change my life. It's how they say, you know, last night a DJ saved my life. No, no, no. DJing actually saved my life. That's cool. Because it allowed me to uh you know put food on the table and take care of myself and make money i mean you know yeah hawaii that's the place so let me ask you let me go backtrack a little bit more what artist started your love for music was there someone who just said you know it clicked for you like oh i want to do music was there an artist that really sparked your fire you know as a kid i wasn't ever allowed to listen to popular music okay it was like it was like taboo um my dad listened to nothing but like oldies and then he listened to like uh, coast to coast. You, you remember Art Bell? Remember that? Hey, guy yeah, that? yeah. Coast to. Now, what do you mean by oldies? So that's like you mean like Glenn Miller and like Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra? No, oldies more like oh Beatles, Beatles all the time. Beatles. <laughs> Love the Beatles. I hate the Beatles. Wow, oh, my God, my <laughs> D. You and I are gonna fight. I, I'll do stand up though. I'm not much. I know a little jujitsu. I'm more of a striker. Anyways. <laughs> um, and then my mom like nothing but um. Like my mom, it's weird. My mom's originally from Youngstown, but like her, what? she really spent, yeah, she is. She's from Youngstown. Like I went and visited their old house. That's uh, cool. When they grew up, but um, she really, really, really loves Hawaiian music, and you know what? She also likes the Beach Boys. So that was okay. like a weird, you know, like they say either you like the Beatles or the Beach Boys. Yeah. So I don't know why my parents got I together. Get it. Um. So, and the thing is, like right around when I was coming of age, like fifth, sixth grade, mm-hmm. wait uh 90 no i'm sorry uh yeah yeah fourth fifth grade okay. that's when dr dre the chronics dropped yes so you know i remember hearing it and thinking holy shit what is this <laughs> you know like yeah like dre day nothing but a g thing and then like you know you would sneak watching mtv at that sure. age and tlc creep would come on and then um just uh, Early uh, so hip hop was your was your what really it really it really was um, okay and I did like some of the house stuff but not all of it because it, I don't know there was something about it at the time that just sounded a little corny to me like okay. everyone I, I'll probably get murdered for this but uh Crystal Waters or was it Crystal Waters Gypsy Woman Is she yeah the one mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Gypsy Woman oh my God I hate the sound of that record I hate <laughs> it I hate I, it I'm not a big fan of that one either. <laughs> But I mean, you know what I mean? That that was also, you know, what came out of the time. Pretty cool. Um, I, you know, and like, so as far as music, I would say, there, you know, Bone Thugs and oh my God, that was actually the first concert I went to was Bone Thugs wow. and Harmony. Okay. They came, they came to Hawaii and it's funny because I'm in Cleveland, right? They yeah, came to Hawaii. Full they came circle, to Hawaii. indirectly. I, I remember, I remember vividly, um, Busy Bone comes out what the fuck's up Hawaii? I was like, and everyone screamed. And I thought it was, I thought it was ridiculous. Like he just right. he, like swore at y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just cussed you out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fourth grade. I'm like nine years old. And right. going I get it. Oh no, man. And um, what did you think of that funny smell that was emanating from the stage? I didn't even, you know what? I didn't even, I just figured. Did you know I, the skunks were in Hawaii? I thought they were mainland only. <laughs> I, didn't, 
like I was just kind of sheltered as a kid. It was very sure. much in my house. Like you went to school and you came home and if you had like sports or, you know, like I played baseball, I did golf. Okay. Um, I was, you know, I did tons of martial arts, but it wasn't always like I was out of the whole, you know, staying away from bad stuff. Like yeah, that was I, look, man, first of all, so full disclosure for the audience, we are both half Asian. He's half Japanese. I'm half Chinese. So yep. I can totally relate to everything you just said. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like you, you go, you go to work or you go to school and you come home and you get, you, you do your, you know, yeah. your old parents, that whole thing, like talking back. Woo! No, you don't do that. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, you know, my mom like would get the yardstick. That was the sound, like the sound <laughs> of like the sound of like clanking of the wood. Yeah, because you know, she 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 sewed a lot. Um, but so she yardsticks. But that sound of of the wood on the wood. Ooh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Clack clack clack. Yeah, and it was always like you know, my mom would be the one to like. I don't want to say whoop my ass. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like, oh, yeah, but yeah, but if for a kid, it doesn't matter. It's still about. It's it's the 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 fear. It's a little bit of the the dishonor. Oh no, you upset your parents. You failed yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. Or you you dishonored them. Blah blah blah. I get it. I get it. It, it. it was always like my mom was the one to discipline, but it was like don't make me get your father. I was right. Like, that was the big know. threat. I get um, it. <laughs> but hey, um, so uh, was there any DJ mentors or anyone that like uh, you looked up to, or when did DJing become not just music, but when did DJing? I know you said that that company, but was there a big time DJ that really also spoke to you? So when I was in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. I, I remember um, listening to the local radio station at the time and the station's still around. They just changed the, the name of it. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, it was called I-94 and they had tons of mix shows. And that was my first exposure to the, you know, like DJing. Yeah. You would look, cause I would listen. I would be like, like one, where are these versions coming from? Two, how are they getting them to mix together? You know, cause back then, what was it? It was like, there was wicked mix, ulti mix, there was the Cameron Paul series. Mm -hmm. There was Hot Tracks. You know, there was a, there was a couple like mix show, uh, mix services, and like now everything is just like an intro and an out, you know, intro song and an outro. Whereas before they would like have like little cool bits and like scratching in the right. you know the type of thing. Um, and I was just like I had no idea where these versions came from, and I still you know I didn't know anything. So I'd be out there with my little uh, like uh, tape and like Recorded. my four. I think I owned and like, you know, trying to like record stuff off the radio and then like sure. I could choose two tapes, right? So then I would play one and then catch the part. I would like say I wanted to go bah, 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 bah. like, you know, repeat the song. Yeah. I, would, I would like cue it up and then like hit record and then stop it and then go back and then hit record. And, stop. and um, yeah, so um, in Hawaii, there was uh, a couple of the names were uh, like James Coles. He was the big one. There was okay. also uh, uh, Cutmaster Spaz. There was case smooth. <laughs> all these guys, all these guys in Hawaii, just um, you know, like okay. as far as DJing goes, they were they were like the ones, you know. Yeah, I get it. Was there um wait, wait, I lost my trade that was oh sorry. So no, so was there um well explain to people what, for non-DJs, what are mix shows versus like a normal show for the average for the layman? So back in the days when radio was relevant. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, really, but okay. So yeah. Um so, like, when you listen to the radio and just a song plays, that's just whatever. So a mix show was like listening to a DJ live, but on the radio. That's essentially right. what it was. It was seamless, right? So it didn't, the yeah. songs didn't end. It just kept going. Yeah, they, they, they didn't, didn't end. Song. It, 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 it's like if you went to the club and, you're, and you took the how the DJ's playing in the club and put it in a radio format, Got I guess it. would be the best way to put it. Got it. Um, all right. No, cool. I just want to make sure we explained it to uh, non-DJs because we, we assume people know, but, you know, oftentimes they don't. So, so you're playing know. out live. 
you're 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 growing as a DJ. So what made you become a what drove you to become a producer? Like how did that shift? You know, I actually started doing that before I started DJing. Oh, so, okay. So um, we didn't grow up with a whole lot of money, but one thing we did have was a computer. And wow. with, with that computer um, were two pieces of software that I have no idea how my dad got them or whatever. I'm probably <laughs> uh, like, what, what, were, what were they called? News group sites back in the day? Okay. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I... Before before torrents. Um, um, I had a copy of this program called Multiquins and Cool Edit 96. Wow. Yeah. I haven't heard of those. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what from there that's actually how i learned the how djing actually works and you know here comes a joke um you know being asian you would think i'm good at math no i'm fucking terrible at math <laughs> like that those genes those genes didn't come over you know see behind um, the curtain breaking stereotypes just for you people <laughs> <laughs> so the um you know the so i figured this out so beats per minute right what is mm -hmm. beats per minute that's beats over time right sure Right. Do you take so say this one song, okay? BPM, one, by the way, BPM is beats per minute. I'm sorry, BPM beats per minute, okay? Yeah. So that's so that's amount of beats over time. Sure. So I figured if you take like say I select this amount in in cool edit. I mean, cool edit is a is a is a type of a DAW which is a digital audio workstation. And what that does is go. it allows you to manipulate audio on the computer. Like you hear kids talk about Ableton Logic, same thing now. Yes. Um. So I took. I would highlight, say, like eight beats in the dock okay. right? in Cool Edit. And I would say, like, okay, so this is like, you know, this is eight beats and it's like, say, 10 point whatever, whatever seconds. So I took that and I divided it. And then I took another one, like another song, mm -hmm. and then say, it's okay, here's another eight beats. And instead of it's 10.7, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So then I have 10.2 or whatever I said, and then 10.7. And then mm -hmm. if I learn, if I divide one by the other, you come up with a new, a new uh, decimal number. And if you move the decimal point over to, and if you move the decimal over two numbers, that's the amount of percentage you need to speed or slow down one to equal the other. And that's ah, how it's very cool. Wow, look at you. Who said you weren't good at math? You did some shit there, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, who are your uh, DJ producer heroes? Did you have anybody you looked up to who you thought, oh, that's uh, that's who I kind of want to model myself after at first? You know, it, I wasn't even thinking like that. Um, okay. I can I can tell you who now who like the sure. ultimate is. Honestly, it's Max Martin. And for anyone that wow. doesn't know, anyone that doesn't know Max Martin, I guarantee you know Max Martin. Max That's Martin true. is behind uh, everyone from Britney Spears and NSYNC to now Ariana Grande. The week, like, um, and yep, everybody. Yeah, he's Katy Perry, Kesha. Kesha. <laughs> There's some trouble. We won't talk about the Kesha thing, but <laughs> well, that wasn't that wasn't him though. That was I know. Was, I'm just making a joke. That was uh, what's his name? <laughs> um, but yeah uh he's he's probably the biggest pop producer like in like just hands down he's like oh, the, without a doubt in the last the 30 years yeah for sure yeah um what so what is your goal when you go into a remix what now and it does it differentiate when you're doing a bootleg versus doing an official i, I assume with an official 100 remix, you obviously have to please the artist they have to sign off on things and they may have notes versus you're going to be more your style in a bootleg right so when it's when something's official um when something's official there's a goal and what that goal is determines how i approach it okay when it's bootleg it's whatever i think sounds best got it like how do i want it to sound that and that's that's where that comes in 
But yeah, there's a lot of times where people have approached me for official remixes. I've actually turned some down and I have some stuff that like I've never released. Like I got I got vocals I, I've never like put out uh, from people just because either the project got killed or um, some artist didn't want to sign off on it or whatever. Right. But um, but yeah, it's like uh, the simple answer is official stuff. That's it, there's a goal in mind. And, you know, adhering to the goal, that's how I approach it. Right. And um unofficial i'm just doing what i want and so let me explain I, I do some music promotion as you know and and so for the audience you know sometimes the goal is for a remixer they just want a specific remixer to do a specific style of dance music to fit in a certain type of club or to get a certain type of audience that maybe yep. the original track can't get to so they want a house remix they want a hip-hop type remix they, whatever and you know mike d can do it all by the way his remixes cover every genre that i've ever heard so uh what is I've your never done, I've never done polka. I've never done polka. Really? I'm sort of surprised. With your <laughs> <laughs> what is um, wait, what is your preferred production platform right now? I uh you know, I I I'll default to Ableton just because, I love Ableton, yeah. Um I prefer I really liked Acid, but Acid has its limitations and I I did have to make the switch back in like 2000 and I think 13, something like that. I, I okay. just had to um the routing just isn't there some of the the way the plugins don't work but i will say uh because the other thing was i worked for cox radio for like eight nine years i was uh i did pr uh, production now when you talk about production in a radio station production is like commercials and i also did imaging and imaging is everything like you know the new power 104 point playing blah, 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 <laughs> all that shit that's what imaging is and then commercial and then uh production is commercial so i did imaging and production and um what takes like two clicks in, in acid takes three in ableton takes <laughs> like six in reason and then takes like fucking 12 in pro tools okay so um, those are all production uh programs by the way for yeah. anyone who doesn't know that he just named yeah. some different production programs yeah and the thing is like a lot of people will say pro tools is the industry standard and i i highly believe pro tools is the industry standard to this day because it's made for people that get paid hourly because it just yeah. takes you I, I see. And I think that at least from my experience, most DJs I know producers use Ableton. I think yeah, Ableton engineering Ableton. type uh, like rock, you know, rock people and, and, and real studio recording, like live instrumentation use pro tools more from my experience, but I know some guys who DJ, you know, with it too, but uh, so here's to, sh to show you the power of a remix. Here's a little story. I don't know if you know. I just found this on the interwebs. But oh. apparently, Mr. Nick Jonas, you did a remix of uh, Chains. Chains. Yep. And he performed the Mike DJ Mike D and Adachi remix version of the song uh, on the 2015 Kids Choice Awards. So I, I, <laughs> did you know I, that? I can tell you how that worked out. Okay. So, so you did know. Okay, cool. The label called me up and they're like, hey, um, Nick Jonas is going to do the Kids Choice Awards and we want to have him do Chains. And um, the thing was, um, he was performing the night before somewhere else. He did so the voice, he, it sounds like, too, right? With um, your version? Did you do your version on the voice as well? I don't know. Okay. It says it might have. I can't. I, go ahead. Continue oh, your story. Yeah, if you, he, I don't know. Like, so whatever it was the night before, it might have been the voice. It might have been something else. But he he performed it the night before, and they didn't want him to do the same version back to back. That was uh, the big thing. Okay. So uh, they hit me up, and they're... Um, um republic hit me uh i think they were universal at the time hit me up and they're like hey um nick jonas is going to do this blah 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 um uh, we want you know because it's for the you know 
Kids' Choice Awards, can you make it like, you know, that was the goal. Like, can you make it house? Can you make it a beat? Sure, no problem. And the person, the other person on it, uh, C-H-A-D-A-C-H-I. Oh, that's, I okay, that's what it was. Okay. I, you know, I don't even know how to pronounce it, but that's my, that's my brother. That's my I was going to say, because it's your last name. <laughs> yeah. So I, that explains so it. So I say Chirachi or Chirachi or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. His name's Chris. Um, so Hi, that's Chris. where the, yeah. Um. <laughs> He, um, I was staying with him in L. I just happened to be in L.A. at the time, hanging out with him um, for no particular reason. I didn't. I didn't even know. I forgot why I was there. Um, yeah, I don't remember why I was there. Okay, but no worries. It was. It was one of those like I was. He's see. Here's the crazy thing. You say I'm good at this. My mm-hmm. brother is literally a like getting his doctorate in music theory and composition. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, he's a teacher. He's a teacher out in L.A. He, uh, awesome. him and his wife, like his wife teaches private piano lessons. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm probably going to take uh, piano lessons for my sister-in-law because she's that good at it. Awesome. Uh, they can play, you know, they can play just about any fucking instrument. It's I wild. I have to hit you up for that. <laughs> no, ser- seriously. They're, they're extremely, they're very good at what they do. Okay. Uh, it's just that pop music isn't his thing. It's just not. Sure. I get it. I've get tried it. to like, I've really tried to work with him sometimes. And it's just one of those, like, I'm not going to force something if it's he not bored, probably. Yeah, it's not passion. For, it's yeah, yeah. it's not passion about. He loves jazz. He loves like really, you know. He loves orchestrated. Like he likes composing. More complex. Yeah, I get it. Um, whereas me, oh. I'm going beep boop on stuff. You know. Um, <laughs> Real quick to tie a bow around that story. It says here uh, he sorry. performed it. Uh, no, you're fine. The Kids Choice Awards in 2015, as well as the second iHeartRadio Music Awards. So that's what the other night was. Oh, can you send me that? I didn't even know that. It was in Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I googled you on or wikied you and. Uh, it gave me a link to this. So, oh, that's weird. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I just happened to be with him and I had him uh, transcribe, you know what I mean? Like decipher what notes were what. And that's why I put Pretty a name cool. on it. Very cool. All right. Let me, let me take a break right here. Uh, guys, we'll be back with more with DJ Mike D right after this. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. We are back with DJ Mike D on Behind the Curtain, a Pantheon Podcast Network show. 
You can find us on www.whatshotitsc.com and on all major podcast streaming platforms. Welcome back, Mike. Uh, let's dive a little deeper. Let's go a little bit uh, into the future, maybe. What artists would be your dream artist to do an official remix for or to collaborate with? Oh, that's a good one. Um, you. you know, this is going to sound really, really, really weird, but I would really like to work with Jewel. Wow. Did not I, see that I, coming. I, lo I love Jewel. Um, believe it or not, like when I'm working, mm -hmm. uh, it's so funny. My Spotify last year, I was like her, like, you know, how it says like top fans or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, was yeah. in, like, I was in like the top, like half percent of like Jewel. <laughs> That's crazy. She um, is hot too. I mean, let's be honest. You know what? She's and talented. Like, she's also like she's also a tough ass chick, dude. Like, you oh yeah, her, you you know her who her family is, right? Alaskan. I know she was like roughing it in Alaska for God's sakes. She's her family is that um uh the Kilchers on that um not Life Below Zero but on the um the homesteading show on 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 Discovery Channel. No shit, I had no idea. Yeah. I did not know that. She's the, she sings the intro with her dad. Uh, wow, that's really cool. I did not know that about Jewel. And look yeah. at you. And you're on the opposite end of the world from tough-ass Hawaii. Look, I know a lot of people don't understand. <laughs> they they see Hawaii the paradise. But, man, that is a tough-ass culture. Let me just say that. I, I My sister lives in Maui now, and I've been there a bunch. And just heard stories from talking to people about uh, the surf culture and then the, the other sides, the Polynesian. So, yeah, man, you know, it's oh, different environments, but similar. You know, I'll, I'll be honest, moving to the Midwest, I think the weirdest thing for me that I didn't expect was how people are adults and they still like to bully people. That's weird. Yeah, that's me. weird. I know. It's like, funny. Like, it, it's, and the thing is, like, there's actually parts of, like, there's parts of Northeast Ohio where it's really bad, but it, it's like, it's like, they've never, it's like, they've never been around anyone that would slap them in the face. Right. Well, that, everyone goes to guns nowadays. There is no. Uh, no, that's. No, that's true. But I'm talking about the people that have like never been in any sort of like. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Life. I get it. Like your 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 soccer mom, dad. Yeah, that, exactly. And, and I always make I always make the joke like I'd like to move a family of like twenty Samoans out to like you know Cleveland, just go around <laughs> and play. so that's great. Um, All right, Mike. Uh, what is your favorite strip club if you have one? My favorite. You know, honestly, I've only been to like maybe six or seven in my life. Okay. Um, uh, honestly, so in Hawaii, my favorite was nine three nine, and that's because we did industry night there. Okay. And, um, you know, it's 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 a nice club. And then, um, you know, I I have to say Cheetahs, like yeah. Cheetahs in Atlanta. He's talking about Cheetah in Atlanta. It's a fucking nice club. Like yeah, like they probably I don't even want to even guess how much money they spend in there. It's it's, it's I'm sure it's in the millions on the light show. Just in the lights, it's, yeah, it's insane, and, the, and then the speakers are a whole different are a whole different animal. Have you been to it, Eleven yet? You know they based a lot of their stuff on Eleven. They worked with the same people who designed Eleven. Yes, I did know that they based uh, did that. I have not been to Eleven yet. In fact, Dude. I've only I've only been in Miami once. Really? That's, that's surprising. Oh yeah, that's that's a funny story too. Uh, do, you know DJ Q, right? The one who uh, yeah, hey, he does remixes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Not we personally, out, but yeah, we were out there for winter uh, winter music conference. Yep. And, and because the hotels were just stupid, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like bunk with me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we ended up like sharing a bed together, um, you know. Hey, now. And, well, it was funny because 
It's an Asian thing. Don't worry about it, people. It's nothing. It's, not, it's not like that. Get out of here. <laughs> for, um, make it stuff up. Well, it was, you know, it was one of those beds where, like, we put, like, the pillows in the middle, the divider, whatever. And then I'm waking up, and his, like, hand was on me. I was like, yo. <laughs> like, sorry, man. Forced to have it with my wife. I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's a good story. We're going off the rails here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What uh, what differences did you find now? Because you've DJed at Cheetah in Atlanta recently. And, you know, it had been since your uh, first gig, probably since you've been back DJing a strip club. What differences, what are the major differences for our audience who aren't DJs? Would you kind of explain between being a strip club DJ and being a club DJ? Obviously, you're on the mic as an MC a lot more. I don't know if you are at Cheetah anymore. They don't really talk in the mics anymore, do they? You know, I'll, I'll only like pop in here and there. Like, I do know that um, some of the other guys there, you know, they, they tend to do be more, I don't want to say traditional, but they tend to be more the m you know that will work the mc role a lot more sure and um i will say the biggest difference between because i just played at uh emperors in in uh, tampa as well okay and i will say biggest difference is now people want more of a nightclub atmosphere with uh with adult entertainment versus just pure adult entertainment yeah you know i can't speak for all 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 gentlemen's clubs like i know some it's like very like you know, this Traditional is what strip club. For the, yeah. yeah. Um, but as far as the trendy and hip, I guess you yeah. would say. I was going to um, say, so for our listeners, so there's definitely been a trend. 11 Miami was one of the first uh, to do sort of a club DJ atmosphere, musical music, and then a lot more showmanship, maybe uh, whether it's aerial artists or, you know, obviously pole dancing has taken off to another level, even in the mainstream. So a lot of your top end, adult gentlemen's clubs, the classy, the so-called classy, quote unquote, classy ones are, are leaning more in that direction. Um, let's see here, Mike, let's, let's have a little fun. You ready to have some fun and do some 10 questions with me? Oh, okay. All right. This is it. All right. So these are my questions made famous by Bernard Pivot and James Lipton on inside the actor studio. So whatever first thing comes to your mind, there's 10 questions for you. you ready? Yep. All right. What is your favorite word? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? I, I now I have nothing but penis in my head. All right, penis, uh, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> no, um, okay. <laughs> well, my favorite word? I don't know. I've fuck probably fuck because I say fuck all the time. Okay, we'll get to that one. What is your least favorite word? <laughs> Broke. Broke. There you go. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Time by myself where I'm actually in the moment with myself. All right. All right. What turns you off, Mike D? Fucking 10 questions. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> you know, honestly, it's when I can't get out of a situation that I didn't want to be in to begin with. Okay. Uh, here, we kind of answered this one. What is your favorite curse word? Yeah, fuck. Say it with passion. Fuck. God there damn we go. It. There we go. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? The sound of birds. Oh, I thought you were going to say a good eight oh eight. I do. No, I do. But I, I love the sound. I love the sound birds make because they're they're they sing their own. Each bird has its own unique song, and there's just something freeing about that. I'll, I'll tell you. So my first trip to Hawaii uh, was on the Big Island. Uh, so we were near uh, Kona, right? And we were at mm -hmm. a resort. But my son was God eight nine ten so we're sharing a room and a bed you know what i mean and i remember at 6 a.m 5 a.m it was the coolest thing and i actually have 
birds now is my wake up thing. But like one bird started stinging and chirping, then another, yep. then yep. another. And they were so loud. And before you know it, it was literally like a symphony of birds. It was, we both woke up with this big, because it was so beautiful. Uh, it was amazing. And it was like a symphony of birds. It was so cool. So I totally get on it, especially being from Hawaii. Uh, what sound or noise do you hate? The sound of like your car fucking up. Okay. There's right. that. That's um, when you grow up poor and your car sucks. And when I'm sorry, not even growing up poor. when you're like, cause my parents could fix cars when you're like homeless and you don't know what the hell's wrong with your car. Wow. Timing belt goes, or it's just like, blah, 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 blah. like there's just a, a, that initial fear of hope, this initial feeling of hopelessness. Like, fuck, I got to deal with this car. Yeah. That's you dramatic, know? man. That's heavy. I like that. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? You know, when I was younger, I always wanted to be a fighter pilot. I was in ROTC and all that kind of stuff. Nice. Um, but then uh, come to find out, you can't be a fighter pilot if you wear glasses. So that. Ah, bummer. Yeah. He's got glasses, folks. Uh, what profession would you not like to do? <laughs> I don't ever want to do landscaping again. <laughs> <laughs> I have sense. like, and you know what? That's actually probably, probably reason why I hate dealing with like, like having a lawn. I hate it. Just I'm over it. You know, having a lawn. What's the matter with having me? (laughs) Ah, ah, ah. I apologize. Okay. The final question. Are you ready? This is the big one. If heaven exists, Mike D, what musician or artist would you most like to jam with? Who's in heaven? Johnny Cash. Ooh, and more and 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 honestly it would be more so just to it wouldn't even i don't know if we'll know i'll know i'd want to jam with them would just like to talk to them i guess i love it i love it well that's it for the 10 questions uh are there any uh tour dates or releases you got coming out you'd like to talk about uh your website your social media so people can get a hold of you uh just dj m-i-k-e-d is how you find me um website or instagram or you know uh facebook whatever uh twitter um even tiktok but eh, i don't go on tiktok tiktok's for kids um <laughs> yeah i mean it is it is it's like i i can't do it i tried i, I get it. it i get it any um, tour dates or shows coming up you want to promote plug uh february 3rd and march 11th i'm at cheetahs in atlanta um working on schedule for this coming month uh i'm actually going to be back in hawaii um the 8th through 15th so that's going to be interesting march or february i'm sorry february that's going to be interesting for people to see me nice uh, I, I haven't been home in like nine years so wow yeah well, that's, yeah uh, i think we i met you and you were moving out and leaving <laughs> yep 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 because you, i was trying to hook up with him and he's like no nah, i'm actually moving <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like damn it uh how can people get your remixes is uh, your website like how does that work yeah um i do you know i will put out most things through record pools and you know um but i also do a lot of exclusive stuff through my patreon i figure that's you know that's the easiest platform i don't gotta really do anything other than publish well do it and then publish so that's patreon.com slash dj mike d all right and your website Uh, dj mike d.com which is under development so it looks kind of just like a one it's like a link jump and if people want to book the amazing live version of dj mike d how do they go about that uh there's links on my site or on my instagram okay or just ask you that's probably the easier way <laughs> i will hook you up with dj mike d y'all well hey man uh you are an honorary panda like i said your remixes have changed and made 
stuff playable that wasn't playable in strip clubs. So I can speak for all the pandas. You're in the panda group now. You know the love you get every time you post on there or whatever. So you were definitely a panda brother. And this was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. All right. That was DJ Mike D. You're listening to Behind the Curtain, a What's Hot in the Strip Club podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Find us on all major streaming platforms and at www.whatshotitsc.com. I'm Elon Fong. Peace out. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to What's Hot in the Strip Clubs with Danny Myers and Alon Fong, presented by Panda and Strip Joints Music. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.